This is Sportscasters Anonymous, a weekly podcast about sports, all sports, MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Sportscasters Anonymous here. Uh, Today is July the 7th. It is a Tuesday, and we had some technical issues while recording the show on Sunday like we normally do. So we're going to go ahead and play back the opening segment in our NFL update discussion from Sunday. And then we are going to go ahead and pick it up from there on what is a Tuesday. All right, let's roll back that clip. What's up, everybody? How you doing? My name is Don. He's Chip. We are Sportscasters Anonymous. This is episode number 12, recorded on July the 5th, 2020. First off, before I say hello to Chip, I want to say happy birthday, America. I hope everybody had a safe and enjoyable 4th of July. Chip, how you doing? I'm good. You know, Don, there's one thing I realized this week. We as Americans are spoiled. And what I mean by that is I was reading an article, I think it was this week, where they were talking about the the bubble and how, like, a bubble across all, all sports, how restricting they are and how they have all these rules they have to follow and it's such a hard thing and i read an international person's perspective on it and they said it's just like the olympic village when you go compete in the olympics this is the exact same thing that they do everything's quarantined everything's in a bubble you go eat at the same places you go do all the same stuff and it yeah, got they me keep thinking, everyone together it got me thinking like if that's an international thought on this and we as americans are complaining non-stop about every little thing like we like oh this is happening oh we're 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 uh we have to deal with this issue now or oh we can't go where we want we can't like i just came to the realization that we as americans are prima donnas it's just that's that's my thought i won't argue with you and uh if you look at countries around the world and the way that they view us, there are definitely some strong opinions without question. Yeah. And I, and I just, it, it, the more and more I read stories about, and, and we'll get into it later, but the more and more I read stories about some of the, the pro athletes, like they just, they are, it, it frustrates me because they are so spoiled and so much like, I, I, I applaud the average American worker who makes doesn't make that much money and and still goes to work and still has to work in in these, in these times because these people are making millions and millions of dollars and they're just like, Nope, I got to live in a bubble. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not going to work. Like I I just find it ridiculous, but that's neither here nor there. That was my, my two cents. So that's right. Well, uh, we can move on. We'll address it during the show. And and of course I'm sure uh, during the wrap up during the buzzer, we'll have a, a few comments as well. Um, but uh, let me tell the listeners out there how they can reach us. Email chip at randomchatter.com or my email, don at randomchatter.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Sportcast Anon. Join us on Discord. 
Lots of stuff going on there. Random chatter, sports and pop culture talk, all sorts of stuff going on there. Very active lately. Support us on Patreon on Random Chatter. And, of course, buy our stuff, randomchatter.com slash store. And I know we're both anxious to get to the news of the week. There's definitely a lot of newsworthy material. And I think we both have some venting to do on both sides. So, Chip, why don't you kick us off with this week's NFL updates? Yeah, so the the major thing, and this is uh, this is going to be like NFL and like a few other sports combined in there because it all, it's all kind of revolving around the same thing. So uh, there's been a huge push uh, to change the Redskins' uh, name, uh, the Washington Redskins' name. Um, there's been a big push for that. There's been a big push for the, the Indians to change their name, uh, the Braves to change their name. Um, we were talking about before the show, like whether they were going to change the name of the Chiefs. Um, so, so there's a lot of, uh, and in the past, the Redskins have had uh, pressure to change their names, but not so much as it is now where there's sponsors dropping out. Uh, FedEx, who is the sponsor of their stadium, is kind of like, you guys need to change the name or we're going to take our name off the building. Um, so, so Dan Snyder's getting a lot of, pressure from sponsors to to change their name away from the Redskins and there's there's stories out there that Ron Rivera is is a, uh, approving of this and, and wants to be in the discussion for what new uh, nicknames for the teams or what new name for the team and I, I want to ask I'm going to let you go first Don I, I want to ask your opinion on whether you think they should or they shouldn't change the name and why um, just like anything else, especially nowadays, with everything happening in our country, there's been, uh, how should I put it? I don't want to say a great awakening, but with everything that's been going on and the way others are viewed, opinions are formed, the as far as the team names across all sports, not just football, but across all sports in general for decades, anything referring to a Native American, there have been discussions before about you should change the name or here's why you should change the name. And with everything else going on, it, it just got pushed to the front where finally people are like, we, we need to be more mindful of other cultures, of other traditions, of other fill-in-the-blank. And this isn't a new topic for some of these franchises, but because of everything else going on now uh, with protests and whatnot and, and, and quality and whatnot, the it, it got pushed to the forefront. So I'm not – I can't really say I'm surprised that it's happening – do I think it's good or bad? Your diehard fans associate that's their team. Like, you know, how would you feel if for some reason that the Eagles, the name was for some reason offensive and then that's the franchise you followed and you said, you know what, it, it's not good. We we need to change the name now. You know, for, for your team, if you're a fan of that team, you can understand why the fans might be angry but at the same time this is another case of trying to do what's viewed as and maybe justifiably so the correct thing 
So I, uh, on a lot of these issues, I don't wade into the water too much. Um, but we are here to give our opinions. So I think for a lot of people, any team name with reference to a Native American, there there have been a lot of discussions. And most Native Americans find most team names, the team names offensive in one way or another. So I understand that. I would say that Native Americans and these team owners don't do it as a knee-jerk reaction to what's going on. Have a meaningful conversation to find out should the name be changed or if we're, if we're not going to change the name, then let's recognize and honor that name appropriately um, to what it represents. For example, here in Florida, you have uh, FSU, the Seminoles. The college and the Seminole Nation work hand in hand so that they can promote a positive image of, of the, the Seminole Indians. So I'm, there's always both sides to the argument, and I understand both. Uh, so I guess uh, in, in my ramblings there, that I'm, that's, you know, I, I understand it, and I'm just anxious to see what comes out of it. I can see both sides of it, but I look at it from the standpoint of I think people are too quick to judge as the underlying meaning behind the name. I'm more of the standpoint of I like having the Redskins. I like having the Indians' names there. I like having the Chiefs. Like Those are the teams I grew up with. Those are the teams that I've rooted for. Not necessarily rooted for, but those are the teams I know. At the same time, I find it as a term of respect for those people. I don't think those names were na- made to degrade. Like I-, I can't imagine that they would make a football team name, the Redskins, and make it like a derogatory way of doing it. I think it's more of it like, hey, we want to honor these guys. We want to honor these, these, um, this name and honor the people that represented under that name, and and to me that's that's a sign of more of a sign of endearment or a sign of, of of respect than it is people are thinking of it as a sign of some type of derogatory or some type of disrespectful way. Um, mm-hmm. So to change it for me, it, I think is uh, unwarranted. Um, I, I think that they shouldn't change it. I think they should keep it the way it is. Uh, but you understand so in this, you understand in this particular case how Redskins is seen as a derogatory term to some people. Correct. I see it as a derogatory term, but I also think it's it's how you look at it. Like I, like for me, it, Redskins is a, time, a term of of representing uh, th- those people and representing the, them in a respectful way. Like you're being represented by that football team. Um, I can get again. I see the other side of the coin where they don't where they don't think it's that they think it's a derogatory. Um, but like, it does that where you get to a certain point is where does it stop? Cause there are a lot of teams out there that have warriors or have uh, reds or not Redskins, but have chiefs or have um, like Seminoles. Like, do we go back and change every single team's name that we find might be offensive? Um, I mean, 
you're right. Someone might say like, Ooh, eagles, if they're like an endangered species, that might not be, that might be disrespectful to animals. Like, I don't know. Are you going to change that? Like, I just, to me, I, I think that, I think that if you look at it as more of, it's a term of respect for those, for those people, then it, then it is something derogatory. Mm-hmm. Then I, that's what I, that's what I think of it when I think of the Redskins. And that's just, that's me personally thinking of it. I think a lot of people are too quick to look at the negative than look at the positive. The uh, what uh, what you did mention too um, with the Redskins and the name change. One of the biggest reasons that Dan Snyder is really finally feeling the pressure is not only is FedEx saying, "Hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take our name off the stadium. We're we're not gonna pay the sponsorship," but apparently the CEO and founder of FedEx is actually one of the minority shareholders in the team. So that added an extra twist to it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of pushed the bill. Cause like I said, they, they, they did this, this has been every few years they've gone on about changing the name and, and it's been going on for decades. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's kind of like, we should, we or should not. And I mean, like I asked the question of, Okay, if you're gonna change Redskins names, are you gonna change the Chiefs names? Are you gonna change the Indians? Uh, I know we had said off air that the, the Braves are, aren't gonna change their name. Like, what's? I, I guess for me, his question is like, if you're gonna change one, why why not change the other? Like, where like where do you draw the line of what's right? Like, I understand Redskins is more more derogatory than Chiefs or Indians or um, or Braves. Uh, Braves. Uh, in in that sense, like the Reds, if you were to list them, Redskins is probably the worst. Um, I get that. So, like, if anyone's going to change the name, it is going to be the Redskins. But do, like, what's not to say that oh, we changed Redskins name. All right, now we're going to change this team's name. We're going to change this team's names. Like, I don't know. Like, are you going to have every single team's name going to be named after an animal at that point? Like, because right, you can't name it off of anything else. So. Well, I mean, um, like I said, it, it's the this is an issue that the sports world as a whole, not just football, have been dealing with for many years. My my only hope is that whatever teams decide to do a name change for whatever reason, I my request is that it's not a knee jerk reaction, that it's thought out, it's discussed with all parties involved, and goes from there. That's I, yeah. I just don't want it to be a knee jerk and done. I, I want there to be a thoughtful discussion about why it needs to be done or the meaning behind it. I guess it I guess it would also depend on what they change the name to. If they change it to something that like makes no sense, then that's gonna be I think worse than if they didn't change it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so well, um, I mean, watch the news. Uh, this is going to be an evolving issue, just not with the Redskins in football, but with many other teams in various sports. So, um, going on, going on from that. Well, preseason shortened. Here we go. Yeah. So right now, there's uh, they they earlier this week, the NFL and the NFLPA agreed to shorten the league to two weeks. They're going to take the uh, I believe it's the first game of the preseason and the last game of the preseason. And those are the games that they're going to play. They're going to redo the schedule so that there's only two preseason games. Now, there was another report that came out earlier today that the NFLPA board is recommending that they cancel all preseason games this year 
and just go right into the season. Now, I don't know about you, but I really don't care too much about the preseason. Like uh, to me, it's just, it, Hey, it's on. Oh, what was the final score? Okay, whatever. We can't wait for the season. So uh, the less preseason games for me, the better. I am not totally broken up at the fact that they're canceling this. I don't think it really means much, but I think it was, I think it's the right thing to do to cut back on the amount of quote unquote contact that these players are going to have with each other. I still think that they should have one or two preseason, preseason games to essentially practice how a regular season game is going to be with all the restrictions and measure and different rules that are going to be in place for the whole social di- distancing. Well, uh, I mean, let, let's be think about it. You, you, you normally have four preseason games. Um, starting with the first one, you're usually you're if if your veterans come out like your quarterbacks or your starting team, they'll take about a couple of snaps and then okay, and that's where you get your second and your third string guys, guys that are on the bubble, you're not sure who you're gonna cut. Then it goes into the next game, more or less the same scenario. The third and the fourth game are where you've more or less determined what your starting roster is gonna look like. And that is that time for them to gel, go through the playbook in a real game situation, real game scenarios. But your your first string still does not start uh, play a lot. So the only thing that I would think of is with only two games, does this affect, will it have a bigger impact on the roster than we would normally think? Instead of giving some of these players who are on the bubble like four weeks to show they can strut their stuff. Now they've only got two. It's like make or break. You could go out in that first game and be like, nope, he's out. You, you don't have time to redeem yourself at that point. Yeah, but I mean, they are going to end up expanding the rosters and they're going to, you know, have more players uh, access, more access to players because of the potential for a star player to go down with COVID or like four or five players on your team to go down with COVID. You know they're gonna have they're they're already talking about expanding practice squads and expanding the roster itself. So those people that you might have seen in the preseason game may just get signed to like a minimum contract or a practice squad invite to be on the team mm-hmm. as an emergency, and you can still see them on a daily basis in in practice and in scrimmages, and um, they may see the field if if there's a worst case scenario of someone getting it and having to go down. Because uh, that's a real possibility. Right. Now, going off of that, they are because it, it's not set in stone yet. They're still debating it, but they they are thinking about. There was a big conference call on Thursday with the players and the owners about possibly fining players for not following the coronavirus guidelines and rules that they have set forth. Um, which is kind of interesting because I mean it, it makes sense like how are, like how are you going to enforce all these rules and the best way to do it is to find them and I think they were going to if I was reading the article right they're going to take those those fines that get paid back and put them into the next year's like league uh, salary cap because that's going to be completely affected for next year as far as whether the salary cap goes up or it goes down or what they're going to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a lot of other things on the docket for the meeting, but that was the big thing was that they're 
possibly going to end up fining players for breaking protocols with uh, the coronavirus, which is like they're going to have to wear masks when they're on the field. They're going to have to, uh, you know, social distance themselves on the sidelines and not stand too close to each other. They're they're not going to be able to take off the masks unless they're drinking water. And even at that point, they're going to have to stand away from the team. Like there's, there's certain things that they're going to have to do um, during the game and in the locker rooms and, and all that kind of stuff to stay socially distanced. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll be interesting to see how they, I think. how they enforce these rules. Correct. Because you got referees that can't even call a pass interference. So I would really like to know how they intend on following these policies and procedures. Are, are you comparing pass interference to COVID at this point? No, I'm just saying as far as <laughs> as far as uh, how should I put it delicately, enforcing the rules and making the right call. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> so NFL enforcing the rules, there's a no- novel concept. Speaking, right. speaking of speaking of rules going on more of that, uh, so we missed I, I would say this actually came out last week and we missed it as far as a story and it kind of got buried underneath the Cam Newton. Uh, signing that the Patriots did, which I don't I'll know. I'll be honest was, with you, I didn't a, miss it. <laughs> I just oh, didn't want I, to talk I, about I, it. <laughs> I missed it. I, I'll be honest, I completely missed it. I, we saw the, the Cam Newton thing, and that that took my focus away. I didn't even know they they had come out with these um, sanctions for the New England Patriots, which is, you know, it's kind of convenient that they announced the Cam Newton signing the same day that the NFL came down and issued all these penalties for them. <clears throat> um, so for those <clears throat> that don't me. know, <laughs> the, the Patriots were caught. They weren't necessarily caught cheating per se, but they were caught cheating. Uh, they were filming the uh, Cleveland Browns sideline, which a makes absolutely no sense because it's the Browns and why would you need to film their, their sideline? But they were, there's a Twitter video out there of them, of security guards asking the the filming crew like what are you doing and they're like oh we're just filming the field filming like doing their normal tv crew stuff and uh you know they they found out that it was these guys that were supposedly reporting to the patriots with filming the sidelines during practice or i think it was during a game sidelines during a game of their the patriots next opponent so the with the Penalties that the NFL came down was they got uh, 1.1 million in club fines. They lost the 2021 third round draft pick, and now the Patriots TV crews are not allowed to shoot any games during the 2020 season. So, Don, I pose this question to you: Do you think that the NFL went lightly on the Patriots, or do you think that the penalties fit the crime? <sighs> First of all. Before Cam signing with them, I was happy to really hear nothing about them. Thrilled to hear nothing about them. Then we reported it on the show as it was going on, and we got the news, and now here we are a week later. Now they're talking about the Patriots back in the picture, and we could have a threat again. And, you know, I had a good couple of months. (laughs) I want to get that out of the way. As far as the penalty goes, I mean, it's like a slap on the hand. $1.1 million in a third-round draft pick. Ooh. All right? I mean, based on, based on the draft that we saw this year, the dog picks the draft pick anyways. Did they really lose anything? 
honestly, where have they really been punished? The only thing I mean, that I could the only thing that I could see is because their crew cannot record anything for 2020. Mm, how does that work exactly? Because I mean, like you got the film room for film study of I mean, like how what part of that recording crew is not allowed just, to record? You know, or is it yeah, all it of just them? Just TV crews. So, you know, I. <laughs> For a franchise with that much money and losing a third round pick, it to me it's a slap on the hand. Now, if you said like one point one million and you took the first round draft pick, that would have raised a few brows. But yeah, you know, I mean, when you think about it, they've had what was this the the third or fourth time they've gotten caught cheating? Yeah. So third or fourth time caught cheating, and this is what they get. Like, I mean. Like you gotta, I would I would at this point suspend Belichick or uh, have them lose multiple draft picks or uh, I don't know, cut their salary cap or, or something like that, like something that's really gonna hurt them in the long run. Versus, oh, we're just gonna give them a third round pick. Like, how many third round picks make a team? Like, it, that, I agree with you. I think that the the penalty does not justify the crime in this matter. But this um, was a so. case of fans were like, they cheated again. You need to do something. So this was like, look, we did something. That's all. It, that, to me, that's all it is. But enough about the Patriots. I, I'm going to have plenty of football <laughs> season to gripe and moan and groan about them. Let's add up uh, to the NBA. All right, everybody. Uh, so far, so good. We are recording at a much better rate today, so hopefully we can get through the rest of the show without any issues. We're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, I think we have a couple of updates that we wanted to add into the show notes going forward. Uh, but like I stated earlier, let's get on with the NBA updates, Chip. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the first update that we have here is the uh, update on the bubble. Um, that is going on in Orlando. Uh, some of the players that are not reporting, we, we, we went over a few of them uh, before uh, the show this week and, and went over them last week, like Avery Bradley, for example. Um, but one of the big players that did not report or, or did not uh, show up for the, the Orlando uh, bubble, uh, one of the big names was Victor Aladipo. Um, he's an Indiana Pacers forward. Um, He's been pretty much injured this most of the season, but has uh, was expected to come back before the hiatus happened. Um, but he uh, no longer will be at the tournament. So, Dom, what do you what do you think this means for the Pacers, and what do you think this means for the rest of the teams in the uh, NBA restart? Well, Victor, I believe, only played thirteen games uh, for they hung it up or I shouldn't say hung it up before they were forced to stop because of COVID. So 13 games in the Pacers did pretty well without him. I believe they're, uh, they're looking at a fifth seed if I'm not mistaken in the playoffs. So I, at this point I would say that they're already in the playoffs. Why risk any further issues? Uh, if he's not up to speed, I would say let them sit and, and just move on, move on to next season. You know, the season's already been crazy already. 
Um, if he's not, they think he's ready. He played 13 games, but if he's rusty, I, I say let him sit. They're in the playoffs. See how far you can go. There'd be no point in bringing him back at this point. I think to see how well they will do. I I, I think you're taking a gamble. Uh, the team already played well without him. I just say play it out. Yeah, I agree. Um, he they did well. They got to the fifth seed uh, without him. Um, while he is a great player and he's going to really help the team, adding somebody into the mix after being away for so long um, and the team kind of really gelling without him might cause more confusion and issues rather than help him in the long run. Uh, I've definitely seen that happen on certain teams, and it, it could go the other way. But make sure he's super healthy, come back next season, and uh, really compete. Um, so I, I think we're all on the same page on that one with that. I don't, I mean, honestly, if he, if they, he doesn't show up, it's better for the Sixers. So I could really care less at that point, but, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you know, it, it's definitely, it'll definitely be interesting to see how they compete without him, um, there. And if they're still competitive and they're still maintain their fifth seed that they have right now. Um, but in more news, the uh, the NBA players uh, and the NBA themselves have decided to do a second bubble uh, in Chicago. So the, the, the teams that are not invited or do not make the cut, so to speak, for the bubble in Orlando uh, came together um, and they decided they wanted to still play because they didn't want to be off for almost a year basically with of without playing ba- competitive basketball. So they went to the NBA and the, these eight teams decided Let, let's do like a mini training camp, mini summer camp kind of games uh venue uh and the NBA said that they sh- were all for it. They're going to put it together. Um they're going to start in September. Uh, they still have a lot of the details to be hammered out, but it's going to be mirroring that of the one in Orlando. Um, and it's going to be in Chicago, which I think is really cool. I- I'm all for that. Um, interesting enough, there was seven of the eight playoff teams uh, of the non-playoff teams on the, the call that, uh, for this uh, petition to start this new bubble. The only team that didn't show up, Don... Yeah, I know. You're New York I know. Knicks. I know. <laughs> so what does that tell I don't you? really think anybody cares that the Knicks didn't show up because I mean they don't show up for most of their games anyways. So Oh man, you just gotta keep punching below the belt. <laughs> <laughs> um Thank you. but no, I think I, I I'm I'm really I'm all really for uh the, these teams coming together and deciding that they want to they want to play. Um it makes me happy that, that there's players out there that they just legit want to play. They want to play. Yeah. That they want to play. They want to play versus versus there's a lot of players out there just like, Nope, I'm not showing up. So, um, and, and I mean, that it's kind a of big, ticks me off. It's a, it's a big contrast from like some of the other issues. Like when we were talking about the bubble and, and we talked about the trailblazers, for example, or particular players, these, these teams, these eight teams have no shot of winning anything. This is just to say, fair is fair. If you want to play, we'll let you play. And for them, they're like, yeah, let, let's get our young guys in there. Let's get them some extra playing time. Uh, otherwise, these guys are just going to be sitting around until the start of next season. That's a huge, huge layoff. 
So I, I commend them, and I'm pretty sure you're going to see some of the veteran players on those teams play regardless. You know, they, they've got nothing to lose but everything to gain, especially playing with their new players. Yeah, I mean, uh, they've already expected that uh, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green are all going to be there. Trey Young, Colin Sexton from the Cavaliers, probably Kevin Love. Uh, you'll probably all see them there, which is going to be really cool. Plus, the NBA gets to make probably more money out of the deal, so they're they're going to definitely be for it. Um, oh sure, but it, it's nice <laughs> to see that the team's coming together. So, absolutely, I'm all for it. And then another another news: the cover of the 2K21 video game came out today, uh, or came out this past week. Um, and the guy who's on the cover, I think, is definitely warranted. Uh, it's going to be his third cover, uh, so they are going to have Kobe Bryant on it, um, and it's ter- termed the Mambo Forever Edition uh, video game. And some of the artwork for it that they're going to put on the covers, they're going to have two different covers. Um, I think are are really cool, uh, and I'm definitely this is definitely apropos uh, and warranted for them to do this. Uh, I think he should have made the cover, and and there's not anything else to that. I think it's a wonderful, meaningful tribute to the great Kobe Bryant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I couldn't say I think the NBA hit hit it on the, the nail on the head with this one. Oh yes, so. definitely. So let's talk about. Although I blew off some steam in previous weeks and last week, I kind of chilled a little bit. But uh, Major League Baseball and they're at it again. Although the yeah. season is going to go on. We got through that hurdle. Now we've got other problems. Yeah, you know, it, it, I said earlier, and I said it with the, the NBA, like I'm, I'm happy when players want to show up and show up for their, their job. Like for, for someone who, who works every day, like I have to show up to my job. I have to do it. Yeah. We don't have that luxury of just saying, man, I'm not going to go. Correct. Um, and, and it infuriates me beyond belief that there's these players out there that are just basically like, oh, I don't want to go. Like, man, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay home. Like, no, this is your job. Go. Like, I've heard, I've heard a ton of people say that they think that sports shouldn't come back because it's coming back too early. But at the same time, like, the psychological effect of not having sports is causing, and 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 the economic sense of it is causing more issues than them not playing. So just be like, be upfront right now. Psychologically, you're losing your mind. Yes, absolutely. Like <laughs> I have not, like I have not, no idea what to do with myself. Uh, at night when I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, I want to go watch. When I would usually be watching baseball or I'd be watching basketball or or whatever, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, well, I get, I've watched everything on Netflix. I got nothing else to do. Uh, and then I sit there and just stare at a blank TV and and maybe go play video games or something like that. But it just to 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 see these players say like nah I don't know whether I'm going to show up especially baseball and 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 that's the problem with most of it is it's the majority of players that aren't showing up are baseball related now I get that if you have um if you don't want to show up because you're afraid of the whole COVID thing that's that's fine I get that but pre-existing a lot of these conditions players, or concern yeah, like, for family like yes. Yeah. Yeah, so let me let me preface that, but there are some that are just sh- not showing up because they don't want to show up for the sixty games. And I'll pose this question for you, Don, because I heard this on the radio the other day. If 
these players don't show up. So one of the big names is David Price, and he plays for the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are one of the top teams predicted to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Do you think they should still get a ring if they do not show up? Wow. How about that one? Um, technically, they're part of the roster still, right? And anybody on the roster gets a ring. I would think, well, let, let's let's look at how it normally happens. You get injured in the season and you cannot play. You cannot finish out your season, right? That is not by your choice. You're still rewarded the ring, correct? Correct. You, you're on the roster. You're part of it. So if you opt out strictly because you're saying, um, and Major League Baseball drew a distinction, if players are not playing because of potential health risks, underlying conditions, risk to family, whatever, baseball is like, okay, you get a pass. We understand your rationale for that. So those players out of a concern for safety or, or COVID or, or what their family situation is, they should get a ring because it, it's a bigger, it, it's bigger situation for the players that just go nah because it's 60 games. It's not a full season. They, they can't, they don't have a justifiable reason. They're just like, nope, 60 games. I'm not going to play. Uh, to me, you are holding out on your team and not for a good reason. I don't think you should get the ring. If you, if your team wins a championship. You're still part of the roster, but you made the choice of just saying, man, 60 games, I'm not happy with it, I'm going to set. So, no, I don't think they should get a, a, a ring if they, win the ser- if they win the series. Yeah, and, and the only thing I could say to that is that the, the problem I have with that is a lot of players are just going to cite the, the pandemic as a reason for not showing up when they really just don't want to show up. Um, so I, I think the the only way to do it is if you have an underlying medical condition or you live with a family member, family member that has an underlying medical condition that you should be, uh, given a pass. But if you're just opting out because you're like, I'm concerned over the coronavirus, it's like, hell, we all are concerned over the coronavirus. This isn't something new. Like, like, for example, the Phillies had a whole bunch of tests positive and we, they shut it down. They cleaned the facility. They, they put in steps. And you come out with players that are in the Phillies organization that are basically like, hey, we feel safe here right now. I mean, they're they're taking everything precaution that they can that that's known to them to be able to keep us safe. So like to sit there and say like, oh, I'm scared over the coronavirus and I'm not going to be showing up like that's everybody's scared of it. It's not like it's this is some off the wall thing that, that just only affects you like. Like some of these players don't don't have they're not around anybody that has underlying medical conditions. They just I think they're using the coronavirus as a scapegoat for not showing up because they're well, they're mad about I, the uh, the way the bargaining agreement went. What I'm curious about is how Major League Baseball is going to check them because for anybody that is I I, I don't want to fan the flames, but I will say legitimately not playing because of underlying conditions, because COVID could really be a problem for them. Uh, They, I believe they're still getting paid for players that just are not playing because it's 60 games. I'm not going to play. And it, and it's not related to COVID. They're not getting paid. So 
where is major league how is how is major league baseball going to validate that or verify that is my question that i'm very curious on that yeah i mean it it'll be an interesting developing story but i agree with you i don't think they should get a ring if they sit out um i think it works in the same way as a, a player holding out for their own reason like if they hold out for and they get fined down the road, you know they they shouldn't get a, a ring because they this they it was not like they got injured and it was against their choice to show up. They Correct. just chose not to show up. Correct. And I think I think if you choose not to show up, then you're theoretically not part of that team for that year. You turn to yeah. If you have a legitimate reason, I get it. Again, if you're just going, nah, it's 60 games, it's a waste of my time, you don't deserve a paycheck, and you don't deserve a ring if your team wins. Yeah. So moving on to better news, they, this this is one of those updates that we were talking about that we are going to share with. Uh, the MLB schedule came out on Monday, um, and there's there's some there's some good matchups going to be on there. Um, they're oh, they're opening yes. up with the, the uh, I believe it's the Yankees-Dodgers. Um, I think is the first game that they're opening up with, um, which would be interesting. Uh, did you did you get a chance to look at the schedule and uh, what uh what what matchups do you, are you looking forward to? Well, just for us, for us to keep the show interesting, the uh, two games at the Phillies for the Yankees and two games versus the Phillies for the Yankees, that's going to be fun. <laughs> yes, I think, yes, I think I was, there's going to be some days that we're not speaking to each other. <laughs> yeah, so uh, actually, I take that back. It's the, the opening day is Yankees versus Nationals, not Yankees versus Dodgers. It's Giants versus Dodgers, um, which is weird why they would have the Giants on opening day, but that's that's neither here nor there. Sure. Um, I was looking at some of this stuff, and an interesting interesting matchup on the on mm-hmm. one of the first weekends. That they could get dicey. Dodgers oh, I like dicey. The Astros. There it is. <laughs> so July twenty eighth and 29th, it's it's the Astros versus the Dodgers. Now, for those who don't know, uh, that's a uh, I guess the rematch of the the World Series um, when the, the Astros ended up winning, and we all know that the Astros cheated. So. That could get over. That, I, I would like to see the over/under on how many times they throw at uh, Altuve and some of the the Astros players, because that could get very dicey. All right, here's what I'm going to give you right now, just just for the sake of argument. It's a two-game series. Uh, that that one is. I'm sure they play yeah. each other again later. Right, but to to, to kick off, it's a two-game series. Yes. So. <laughs> Uh, what do you think the odds are that we're going to see the dugouts empty out? Oh, at least once. If you know what I mean. <laughs> at least once. <laughs> you think so? Are, are we are we going to see a brawl? Oh, uh, at least once. Either if not in this series, probably later on in the year. Like it's going to happen. Because um, because the Astros are either a. I think they wanted to put the game so early that the. If they do get thrown at, it's one of the first games, so the Astros won't be frustrated. But I, I, I think at some point the Astros are going to either file a complaint or they're going to storm onto the field and cause a brawl because people are going to just be, you know, throwing at them left and right. And I would have said that before this restart, but you, you have you have sixty games over sixty-seven days. 
Um, and that's going from opening day to final day of the league. So the teams that aren't playing on the first two days of the season and aren't are playing on day three of the season, they technically only have five days off throughout the entire 67 days. So when we say we're going to get baseball, we're going to get a hell of a lot of baseball in a short period of time. It's going to be baseball on not to use a pun, but don't, baseball don't on say steroids. it. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it. I was going to uh, say it, and then I thought about it, and I was like, wait a minute. That's probably not the right terminology, but I'm going to say yeah. it anyway. It's like baseball yeah. on steroids. Baseball on energy drink. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Um, <laughs> baseball interface. This is with what will be interesting to see. Uh, you're going to have rosters. Some won't have their star players. We, that's already been established. And we're still going through it. You have teams that don't normally play each other that will be playing each other. And there are some teams that probably have an axe to grind <clears throat> with some other teams. Uh, when you pack in that many games into that kind of schedule, I think as the season progresses, you are going to see some frayed nerves. Without question, I think there's going to be like some teams that are your typical, uh, like your um, division rivals because of the impact of you've got 60 games. That's it. You know, you, you don't have time to go through it. I, I think some of your like your your rivals games, I, I really think we might see some heated exchanges. Because every game that you play now is make or break. If your team goes on a win streak, that could carry you all the way through. If you start on a slide early, that your season could be done just like that. So I'm curious to see, like, they're professionals, and you don't see it too often. But I think as we get maybe 30 games in with almost no days off, we're, we're going to see some stress levels on these guys where we might see some things we don't normally see. Yeah, it'll be um, – I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited for it. So July 23rd is opening day, um, which is cool because it seems like we're going to have baseball, basketball, and NHL all happening and starting around that same July week. So that's that's about two weeks from now. Um, you ready so for yeah. DraftKings? <laughs> I may have to put more money into it with all these games that we're going to be having to bet on. Um, oh yeah. What else you got? And of course, so of course DraftKings will probably have some type of like incentive for, Hey, play every game of the playoffs. You get so many extra crowns and all that stuff, but bring it on, um, man. I'll take it. <laughs> I will say this, Don, I've never seen a team get injured from not playing in an actual game more so than your Yankees. It oh, seems God, like man. you guys get like injured. In, no, but it seems like every time I'm reading something, it's like a Yankees player goes down in practice because of something, whether it's Judge or whether it's Stanton. Um, so now uh, your pitcher, Mashiro Tanaka, I, I guess I said his name wrong. I don't know. Um, but anyways, got it. Got hit, I'll give you got it. Hit, got hit with a 112-mile-an-hour fastball in head from uh, Stanton. First of all, 112-mile-an-hour fastball coming straight at you is ridiculous but if you watch the video it's pretty nasty um so he was pitching to stanton and stanton hit the ball line drive right back at him and hit him in the head uh he did we i believe left, we have left the hospital uh and is doing okay 
Um, but he was rushed to the hospital, um, and they're not sure oh, when he'll be yeah. back. But, um, yeah, so uh, I don't know what's going on up in Yankeeville, but you guys need to, like, tone it down a little bit. You need to make the season first before you start getting injured. I got nothing to say. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what to say. It's, it's like one thing after another Wait, the, the last couple of years. <laughs> You know, yeah, well, but, but, good, I mean, good news look is at they, it. Say it, they said the judge is coming back and he'll be there ready for starting for opening day. So that works for you. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, that it could have been worse. I, 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 well, there's different ways it could have been worse. I mean, he could have been seriously oh, injured. Yeah. You know, I mean, you get cracked in the head with a ball like that. I mean, shoot, <laughs> number one. Um, and on the flip side, it could, you know, he could have, he could have gotten injured washing dishes, you know? Yeah. I mean, we we won't go there, but it's it's in the news. <laughs> oh, absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, it is so what it is. Be- better news with with player injuries. So we're gonna move on to NHL. Uh, and the really the only thing that I got from the NHL, uh, they really haven't done much. They've just been kind of doing the same bubble. We're trying to get the phases together. I believe they, they're on phase three right now, and phase four is when they start, and they're still trying to iron out the schedule and everything like that. But uh, So there really hasn't been much movement with the NHL. But some good news and positive news, um, Philadelphia Flyers forward Oscar Limbaum, uh, who was diagnosed with cancer this, uh, during the season, uh, in, his, uh, in, his bo- uh, in his bones, uh, osteosarcoma, uh, finished treatment the other day with everything going well. Uh, it shrank down. I think he's, they say he's going to be in remission um, and, or, and he's getting close to being cancer-free, which is awesome. Uh, and and I, that's some great uplifting news. Uh, I do know I read reports that as soon as he was out of cancer treatment, he went right onto the ice and started skating and wants to get back to playing hockey, which... I love the dedication, but get yourself right. We don't need you getting hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he, you know, he's, he's been ruled out for playing the rest of the season when it resumes. But oh, for absolutely. him just to, you know, just for him to, to deal with this, you know, this is serious. Um, yeah. And, and he received this treatment and good for him. And he's only 23 years old. You know, you've still got your whole life ahead of you. So we are we are very very happy to to hear the uplifting news and and if you're an athlete in whatever sport you play you know if you beat this thing like if you're a baseball player chip you can't tell me like as soon as they said okay your 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 cancer's in remission you got through your treatments you can't tell me the first thing you're not thinking about is just go out to the field and hit some balls. Yeah no absolutely I I, I guess I guess I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of. Uh... Like I want him to be safe and, and and want him to come come back strong, but he he definitely has been a rallying point for the team because as soon as he went down is when the Flyers started going on that run. So I, I think that he's been kind of the unspoken hero of our team. Um, kind of like the focal and, point. Let's do it for Oscar. Yeah, ex- exactly. Because he's such a young guy and everyone loves him on the team, and he was a rising star uh, on on the is, team. So it is a rising star. He is right. Yeah, absolutely. He is a rising star. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to see that. And yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see 
what happens with him, and, and hopefully he can stay cancer-free and, and get his strength back up because we all know that, you know, cancer treatments can, can di- cause a lot of other issues with the health. So It takes its toll on your body, but I, I think he's going to pull through. We're, we're happy to hear the good news. So we're always good about giving in some uplifting news for the day, um, yes. and we're going to m- move on to more of a somber tone uh, with, with our random topics. Uh, so I, I just want to put it out there that I think I said it earlier, about three weeks ago, that I don't think college football is going to happen this fall, um, and there's some serious talk about moving it and not having college football. There's already programs that have shut down and are basically not bringing their athletes back. And a lot of coaches and a lot of talk around college football is that they are going to move it to the spring and have a spring football season rather than a fall football season. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> which I know is going to make a lot of people upset. But that's that's there. There's there's a lot of a lot of uh, schools around the nation that are having extreme rises in coronavirus and with the the players and the athletes. Because I mean, it's college people. You know, you're the least health. You're the least um, concerned about sanitation when you're in college. Let me tell you that. Um, and <laughs> do you speak from experience, sir? <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to say Answer one honestly. way or the other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'll just say this. I lived in a fraternity house, so. Stop uh, right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, that, that's about as far as I'm going to go with that one. But, uh, no, it, 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 they're, they're waiting to see. The Power Five conferences are going to be the ones that are going to dictate this. Um, and they've already canceled some of the games and pushed them back. So it's going to be interesting to see what the because because the Power Five conferences are going to be the ones that dictate whether they're going to move the season or not, and uh-huh. that's where they're going to look forward to, or look towards this to make the decision, or at least the NCAA is. And it'll be interesting. I still don't think they're going to have college football. I just I can't see them bring because you know a regular NFL team has what sixty players and they can quarantine them or they these are adults who are a little bit more uh, responsible, you're going to have 18, 19, 20-year-olds that are living together in a dorm that aren't going to really want to be restricted to the restrictions that the NFL can put on them. And they're going to go out, they're going to interact with people, and next thing you know, one person gets it and then spreads it to the whole team. Now the whole team has it. Plus you have, I I believe there's more players on a college football team than there is on an NFL team. so there's more opportunity and, and, and a lot of schools aren't bringing back their students anyways for the fall. So why would you bring back the t- the team and not the other players? I just, I, I don't see it logistically working. Yeah. I mean, it, there's, uh, you're not going to be bringing them back to campuses and whatnot. I mean, logistically it would be a nightmare, you know, where it, it's not like talking about the NFL with 32 teams, collegiate football collectively has, 120 teams, I think, um, in, in the bull championship. So it, you, you can't do it. That's it. You can't. You can't do it. <laughs> I'll be interested to see when they make the announcement. Um, and interested to see 
who is the first one to say, like, which conference is the first to say, yeah, we're not going to play this this year. I know, I know. Um, I read in the news that Penn State's already like, yeah, we think that there's going to be spring football. We're going to be planning for spring football. We're like, they've already told some of the coaches not to report back because of that they have underlying medical conditions and that they're going to do things virtually. So mm-hmm. I just think they're they're slowly going there, but I think they're going to wait until at least other sports are on there so that they can uh, announce it and. Um, kind of not take as much of the brunt of a lot of people being upset over the fact that they are no longer going to be playing college football in the fall. Down here in the South, you know how college football is down here in the South. And if you tell them they're not going to have their college football, oof, that boy, oh boy, oh boy. (laughs) I think, think, go ahead. I was going to say, let me ask you this. If they do have college football in the spring, because they've always wanted to have some type of football in the spring, Yes. Do you think that it might change and they might start having football in the spring from now on? So that now no. you have theoretically football all year round. No. Um, okay. Part of the reason you're probably not going to do football in the spring, uh, the NFL draft. For okay. some, for some sense. of them, you're not going to risk injury to these top draft picks. Some of them don't that even play in, in the championship because they don't want to risk injury before the draft. Can't do it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess, I don't the only thing I could say that I mean, they do have spring football, but it's like scrimmages and stuff like that. Yes. Um, they could have. I was just thinking. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't even think about it that way. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, moving on, we're gonna. T- uh, Jimmy Johnson tested positive for COVID, and he ended up missing the Brickyard 400, which is one of the major uh, NASCAR events of their season. Uh, he had made. 663 consecutive cup starts, uh, series starts. Uh, and that was a lot of races. (laughs) Yeah, it was the longest streak. Um, he's number 12 in the standings. Uh, so this definitely really hurts his chances of, of, of moving on and and winning the cup. Um, so he missed it this past weekend. Uh, and he's the first driver to test positive for the virus and have to miss a major event. Um, they did come out and say NASCAR that there will be no, that no other races will be affected, that it's an isolated case, which is good. He's asymptomatic. Everything's going well for him. Um, but that really sucks that you have to miss one of the, the best or the biggest races because of yes. COVID. Um, it, that- it's a big deal because it was raced at Indy. It was the Brickyard. So, you know, every race car driver, no matter which series you're in, um, to go to Indianapolis and race on that track is a big honor. It's one of the things they look forward to. And, and I will tell you, because I, I did have some DK stuff going on, so I did watch part of the race. Uh, and unfortunately, the driver that they had as a backup for Jimmy Johnson, uh, who was driving the 48 Chevrolet, they early on in the race, there was an accident coming into pit road and because of that wreck, he wasn't able to finish the race. So it was just a bad, bad week for Jimmy Johnson's team. Man, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, the, um, if, you, if you get a chance to, to go online and just see it, because Pitt Road in Indianapolis is a lot narrower than other racetracks. So if anybody's car breaks in the slightest or whatnot, and you have someone hit the brakes, like it just, there was a bunch of cars um, 
behind the car that initially slowed down to pit and they just piled up. I think like maybe uh, it was about 16 laps into a 160 lap race and just those cars were out. (laughs) It was terrible. And uh, just to make a note on that too, I would encourage you to go back and look at the video. One of the drivers in the one of the team's pit crew actually kind of got sandwiched briefly between one of the cars that was crashing and his team's car when the pileup happened. Oh, wow. Uh, and he, when you see the video of it, he actually, you can see he got hit. He was ended up between the two cars, ended up on the ground, and then actually pulled himself out of the way to the pit road wall to get out of the way. They took him to the hospital. He's okay. I didn't agree that that's, that that's awful. Um, yeah, I'm glad everybody's okay. So yeah, so that that'll uh, that'll do it for the NASCAR segment. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I guess I guess what you say is they don't they don't go there to watch them make left turns all day. Yes, yes, you don't <laughs> want to see Rex or anybody injured, but nonetheless, yes. Uh, so the we do have uh, a major sport coming back this week, and in fact, comes back tomorrow. Uh, the MLS is coming back. They have their MLS is back tournament. Uh, it's supposed to start July 8th. Um, that's tomorrow now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only, so, uh, I, one team has disqualified themselves or has taken themselves out of it. Um, because, uh, so they, they've been living in a bubble. Uh, it's kind of been downplayed, but they've been living in a bubble for the past month. Um, and 14 people have tested positive for COVID, uh, but 10 of them were from one team. So that team uh, has said that they're not going to show up for they're they're just going to disqualify themselves uh, for the ML for the MLS's back uh, Ouch. tournament. Um, Ouch. Yeah. So. Uh, it's it, it's rough. Um, it's the FC Dallas is the team that is uh, not going to show up for the tournament, so they got to kind of redo the schedule a little bit as far as their games uh, and who they're playing. I know they were supposed to kick it off tomorrow, but the game day tomorrow is getting postponed. But now it's not going to be played. So, um, but it's good to see like some type of sport coming back. It, it, it's light at the end of the tunnel, Don. I'm telling you, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so look forward to that. We'll have highlights on it. Probably the show coming up on Sunday. Well, uh, all right. So, and we got one more highlight here. Yes. Uh, and Joey it, 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 this, this is, Chestnut. if this is not like worth of July news. <laughs> so every 4th of July, they have the hot dog eating contest and you expect Joey Chestnut to just go balls to the wall with it. But all I got to say is Joey freaking Chestnut. So this, he broke his own world record, and I don't think anyone's ever going to touch his world record. Um, he ate 75 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. That's seven and a half hot dogs per minute. Yeah, or, and uh, it, the, the amount of food that he consumed in that 10 minutes was 21,750 calories. <laughs> I, would, I would hate. I would hate to go in the bathroom after him. Oh, yeah. Let, let's, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so the, the the guy that came in second, to put it in perspective, had 
42 hot dogs and buns. It's a 33 hot dog and bun margin of victory, and it's the largest in any event since 2011. Um, To this day, as a sport, I still – these eating contests, I I cannot wrap my mind around it. I just cannot. (laughs) I I don't know how else to put it. I just – I mean, I've competed in, in in uh eating contests, but not to this extent. And it's it's like he Joey Chestnut started out doing wings, and then he moved on to uh, he does other competitions, not just hot dogs, but now hot dogs is like his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he he he's won, he's consistently won it. When you go to watch these these hot dog eating contests, you go to watch Joey Chestnut just shove food down his mouth. Yeah, they said he's won like thirteen out of the last fourteen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like there's no way expected to win. Like it was, it was it when when Kobayashi did it years and years ago. I'm talking about ten years ago. He was his only competition, and they used to go head to head. And it was like, like if 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 he was competing, it would have been like Joey eight seventy five and Kobayashi won eight seventy four. Like they were head neck and neck. Um, yeah. And it's not like that anymore. It's like all right, when you start off, like how 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 could you go like that? There, go into that eating competition and be like, all right, I'm going to compete. I have no chance of winning, but I'm going to compete. Like that would be so like, like to, to, to do what he does. Like he's been doing it for years. He's definitely a professional. And it's just, if you watch him eat, like he's it's just, it, it actually is nauseating at times, but at the same time, you're just marveled at the fact that he's shoving all this food down into his body. Yeah. I, Again, I just, I, I've seen these eating, I just, I cannot wrap my mind around it. I really can't, you know, I mean, there, there's a degree of skill in, in training that they have to go through, but no, you know, I have a hamburger and fries and I feel like I'm going to die. I can't, <laughs> I can't understand this at all. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely crazy. Yeah. All right, man. Well, um, we're at that point of the show. You know what it's time for. It's time for Chips Chumps. Bad plays, bad players, awful calls, poor sportsmanship. The worst of the week with Chips Chumps. All right, guys. So I have a very interesting list this week. We got some 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 good names on there. Um, so we're gonna just get drive right into it with number five. So number five goes to Jose Quintera. So, Don, I gotta tell you, you I hate doing uh hate doing chores. I hate washing dishes. I hate doing uh all the the non denominal stuff that we have to do. But I'm sure this guy hates doing it now. He was uh his wife told him that he had to do the dishes, uh and he suffer and he's a a pitcher for the Cubs, a pretty prominent pitcher. Um, he suffered a laceration on his hand while washing the dishes and ended up having to get five stitches and surgery to close up the wound. Uh, so he's going to miss two weeks of his throwing program in, in, in a short season. You know, you, you can't have these setbacks. So Jose Quintera, don't do the dishes, you know, have someone else do it for you. Uh, the fact that you cut yourself while doing the dishes is even dumber. So Jose Quintera, moron. Number four. So number four 
I think is hilarious. Uh, Houston Astros, Carlos Carrera, you've made the list. Uh, he, if you, those everybody that doesn't know, his wife is former, um, a former beauty pageant winner, uh, former Miss Texas, and he basically told her that she is not to go out of the house, that she is to not go to the salon, and she is to basically. Uh, for the entire season, baseball season, to not interact with people because Carlos Carrera does not want to somehow get coronavirus and contract it in there. I got to give him some balls because telling your wife to not go into the salon when when she wants to go to the salon, that's ballsy, let me tell you. Because, um, you know, women in their hair and women in their looks, no. So I got to give you a lot of props for that, but Carlos Carrera – no, like, don't tell your wife what to do. Like, if she wants to go to the salon, let her go to the salon. You know, that old saying, happy wife, happy life. So, Carlos Carrera, moron. Number three. So, number three is another funny one. Um, this goes to Aaron Jones. Uh, congratulations to him, first of all, for, for uh, having a kid this past week. But, so... Don, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, put put this to you because I don't have any kids, but you do. And in when you're in when when your wife was in labor, when you're 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 having your kid, you know you're sitting in the waiting room and, and you got nothing to do. This Aaron Jones goes and brings a, a t uh, brings a monitor. He brings his Xbox, and he sits there and plays video games in the waiting room, waiting for his kid to be born. Uh, excuse me, it wasn't Xbox, it was PS4. Are you kidding me? Like, that's, that's the birth of a child. Like, you should be in there. You should be happy. You should be with your with your, his girlfriend. You should be with whoever's having the child. You should be outside playing video games. Are you, give me a break. That's ridiculous. Uh, like, what, what are you going to tell your kids in, in five years? Hey, daddy, what are you doing? Oh, I was playing video games while you were being born. I have no idea. Come on, give me a break. So, Aaron Jones, moron. Number two. So, I, I, I shared some of my frustration when we were doing the MLB segment, and this is, this is, this is going to go right here. Number two on the list uh, stems with David Price because he just signed this lucrative contract to play for the Dodgers and basically is like, nope, I'm not going not gonna to play. Nope, don't care. Because, and he says it's because of COVID reasons, but he has no medical history of any issues that would cause him. He, his family doesn't have any med- underlying medical conditions. He's just like, nope, I'm not going to play. So his first season with the Dodgers, they're expecting him to be their ace and, and be on the rotation and help them win a championship. And he basically just says, screw you. I'm not showing up. Uh, and to me, that, that, that like if you have a job and you're told to come to work, you go to work no matter what. Unless you are on your deathbed, you go to work. Or you are super sick, you go to work. And for you to sit there and say, nope, I'm not going to show up uh, that's, after you've signed a, a, a seven-year, $217 million contract to be with them, uh, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, David Price, moron. Number one. Okay, this one is, to make it very serious right now, this is, this is just, this is the problem we have with social media is people can say, I think they can say whatever they want. And, and do whatever they want, and it's not true. This 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 is absolutely ridiculous what happened. Um, a Kansas State student tweeted the other, uh, it was, I don't know, it was 
the other day. Um, they just had the pro- they were protesting with this, and and the protest ended up. That's why I just got on my radar. But he had tweeted uh, about the whole mini uh, the Minnesota incident that happened. Um, and basically, I don't want to read his tweet because I don't want to give acknowledgement to it. But it it was very terrible uh, and doesn't need to be said. Uh, and I can't I can't I, I, reading this article makes me infuriated about that. There are still people out there in the world that are just think this way. And um, so Jana McNeil, moron. I'll post the story up in case you guys want to read it because I, I, right now I don't have words to express how infuriated and how stupid and idiotic this this was and, and how much this saddens me and makes me angry that that people out there are, are this insensitive. And uh, I just I can't think of the words right now to say it. But Jane McNeil, I can't say more. Moron does not even come close to what you are right now. There you go. Tips, chumps for another week. And I agree with you on what you just said. We, we can't use stronger language, but Moron does not appropriately describe his actions. There are, is much stronger, not family-friendly language that we should be using to describe that Moron. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So we're uh we want to keep the show rolling here. Uh with that being said, Chip, of course, we will uh we will get the links posted up and get the names of our five undistinguished people this week posted up. And as always, comment if you like, tell us if something should be on the list or should have been removed. And let's go ahead and hit the buzzer. It's the final buzzer. The last moments of the show. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, everybody. Here we are at the last minutes of the show. I know uh, we appreciate you bearing with us through the technical difficulties and whatnot. Uh, Hopefully we addressed everything that we wanted to and then some. We are going to go ahead and kick it off with the movie of the week. Chip, take it away. All I got to say is there's no crying in baseball, Don. There's no crying in baseball. The movie of this week is A League of Your Own. Oh, or excuse me, A League of Their Own. Um, I tried to go with something that was a little bit American based off of 4th of July. I was going to go with Independence Day, even though it's not a sport film, but it's a really good film. But figured I would try to keep it a little bit more sport-oriented and not stick away from the mold. But uh, I don't think anybody would have been angry with you if you, if you broke no. the mold on that one. I don't think so either, but I still wanted to keep it uh, sport friendly. So uh, A League of Our Own is a 1992 film that involves Tom Hanks. The biggest line in the movie is, again, there is no crying in baseball. Uh, And is is an interaction with Tom Hanks and his team. Um, And it basically, it kind of goes through the start of the women's league uh, of of softball or, or, excuse me, of baseball. And um, how they started up during World War II when all of the veterans that were playing in baseball had to take a hiatus. And it's, it's, it's a really, really good film. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely up there on my list. Um, and I love watching it every time I see it. Uh, great, great film. Always good to watch. Always good to watch. And a star-studded cast. Uh, that oh, was absolutely. Star-studded cast. It was a very... Very well done movie. Uh, And as far as there's no crying in baseball, 
um, maybe maybe our friends in MLB should go and watch that and think about that quote for a minute. Hmm? <laughs> Uh, Absolutely. There's an awful lot of crying going on, and some of it not for the right reasons. But right. there we go. Movie of the week. Uh, definitely go ahead and, and check it out if you haven't seen it. Shame on you. Just kidding. Uh, you definitely want to watch it. It's a good baseball movie, a great cast, and it tells a great story, uh, a, histo- a historical story. So, uh, with that being said, we're just going to wrap it up here real quick. We thank you, as always, for listening. Please hit us up. Give us your comments. Tell us what you think. And we will talk to you all again soon. We're out. You've been listening to Sportscasters Anonymous. Your opinion may differ, but that doesn't mean you're right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time. This is Sportscasters Anonymous. Signing off.